Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mari Bolaños in San Francisco. In the wake of two mass shootings that left 18 people dead, California leaders say they'll pass new legislation to regulate concealed weapon permits. KQED politics correspondent Marisa Lagos reports from Sacramento. The move comes after a U.S. Supreme Court ruling last year. California used to require those applying for a concealed weapons permit to show a good reason for needing it. But the Supreme Court now says that requirement is unconstitutional. Now, Democratic state leaders, including Governor Gavin Newsom, want to replace that requirement with others, including an age limit, background checks, and interviews. Here's Newsom. Gun safety saves lives. More guns, more lives lost. The data is overwhelming. The proposal would also limit where people can carry firearms, even with a permit, putting schools, churches, hospitals, and anywhere that sells alcohol off limits. For the California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos. Voters in California overwhelmingly support the state's effort when it comes to gun control legislation. That's according to a new poll released by the Nonpartisan Public Policy Institute of California. In the poll, those surveyed were asked what they thought was more important, protecting the rights of Americans to own guns or controlling gun ownership. 66 percent favored gun control. Every demographic agreed strongly except Republicans, 78 percent of whom favored gun rights. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. The funeral for 29-year-old Tyree Nichols was held yesterday in Memphis, three weeks after he died following a beating by police. 
During a passionate eulogy, Reverend Al Sharpton condemned the black cops who brutalized Tyree. There's nothing more insulting and offensive to those of us that fight to open doors that you walk through those doors and act like the folks we had to fight for to get you through them doors. Sharpton and others called for accountability across the nation, an issue that's being taken on here in California by the Bay Area-based Anti-Police Terror Project and its co-founder, Kat Brooks. She joins me now. Kat, what was your initial reaction to the release of the body camera footage? Well, it's always grief first, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and then it turns pretty quickly into rage. And then I get really worried about the families that we work with, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Upwards of 50 folks across the state, uh, because every time one of these murders happens, right, it compounds their trauma. And then I worried about Black people in general, right? Like, I, I, And I, I told Black folks, I was like, you don't have to watch this. We know what happened. And the officers involved in the beating are Black. Does that change the way that you discuss the issue of police-related violence? No, all cops are blue. If you're Black, Latinx, Asian, white, it doesn't matter. Once you put on that badge, that gun, that uniform, you have willingly uh, attached yourself to an institution that from its inception was created to catch, kill, and incarcerate us. So, and, and, you know, James Baldwin's famous quote about if you must call a cop, try to make sure they're white, right? Because the black ones will will demolish you. NWA, black cops showing out for the white cop. This is not a new issue. This has always been problematic. And that's because the entire culture of policing is rooted in violence and anti-blackness, period. And and it's been a little frustrating that folks are like, well, see, it's not a race thing because black folks too. It absolutely still is white supremacy in action. Can you elaborate on that last point a bit more? Yeah. So policing is born out of a white supremacist system. It was born out of chattel slavery. Its job then was to protect uh, profit. Uh, the economic engine of this country is race-based capitalism. We are still at the bottom of the, the, the totem pole. And their job is to protect property. We're seen at the fo- as the folks most dangerous to the property. But more importantly, we're seen as the folks that are most dangerous to the status quo. And so this happened in Tennessee roughly three years after the George Floyd protests. But we know California is not immune to this type of violence. I mean, just this month, Los Angeles police officers shot and killed four people, all separate incidents. From your perspective, does it feel like progress is being made on this front? It's a both and, right? So just, for example, despite the misinformation and disinformation uh, campaign around defund, what has lasted is that most folks, right, agree that cops should not be the lead responders to mental health crisis. Um, On the other hand, what is also true is that police killed more people in the years following the George Floyd Rebellion. It's not less. And how can California lawmakers support the goals of APTP? They can continue to look at or look at more consistently ways to civilianize things that law enforcement does. Uh, they absolutely had better get behind uh, the bill that's going to be run, you know, in Sacramento around getting cops out of traffic stops. The governor and and and, and legislators can make some serious shifts in our budget, right? Law enforcement and CDCR should not have the lion's share. And what can everyday people who are maybe feeling a little helpless but want to be able to help, um, what can they do? 
if if you're someone that calls the cops before you dial the, that number, make sure, right? Why am I calling? Is there really danger to me or or anybody else in my vicinity? Who can I call instead? And I am, you know, and, and get behind this statewide campaign uh, to get cops at a traffic stop. That that will dramatically decrease the number of lives we lose. That was Kat Brooks, co-founder of the Anti-Police Terror Project. Thanks, Kat. Thank you so much. A judge in Shasta County has ordered Pacific Gas and Electric to face trial for manslaughter for its role in the 2020 Zog fire that killed four people. Following the preliminary hearing, the judge ruled that there was enough evidence for the utility to face trial on 11 felony and misdemeanor charges, including involuntary manslaughter and recklessly starting a fire. The Zog fire began in September of 2020, tearing through parts of Shasta and Tehama counties. State fire officials say the blaze started after a tree fell into a PG&E distribution line. The fire burned more than 56,000 acres and destroyed more than 200 homes. And that's the California Report for Thursday, February 2nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.